Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. We've uh, we've had a an interesting week where we've had to postpone recording two times. Um, so we're going for third time's a charm today, aren't we? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we started recording yesterday. We did. I yes. think we got about 10 seconds in, didn't we? Yes, and my young cat got out. Dobby. <laughs> not, not Dobby. Dobby the cat. We had to... Uh, Postpone recording so you could go and track uh, the young cat yes. down. Yes, correct. But you and can confirm find... that uh, she, she is yeah. home and well? She is home and well, yeah. Excellent. Um, yes, it was too cold probably and she was probably a bit hungry because it was around dinner time. Quite. I, I personally, yes. if I went outside at dinner time, I'd probably come back in quite sharpish. Yes, so I had the door open um, yesterday trying to to find her trying to spot her and it was very very cold and i I went for a few treks outside as well um yeah so that's all sorted she's here she's safe she's well and this is our i'm gonna say triumphant return um for an episode the 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 triumph is that the cat came back and that's uh that's always a positive yeah and just us coming back at all um it's triumphant, isn't it? It is. Some might say very triumphant. This week we are going to be talking about one of the games that was my choice. And this week we are talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So Scott Pilgrim came out... Um, there's a few different iterations of Scott Pilgrim. There's the game, there's the movie, there's the manga. There's a TV series that's just come out on Netflix as well. But the um, the game originally came out in 2010 alongside the movie... Um, it released on the PS3 and 360 at the time and got a meta score of 77. But then about three years ago, they re-released it as the Scott Pilgrim vs. The World Complete Edition, which was released on Switch, PS5, Xbox and PC. And that scored two points more at 79. So not too much of a difference. Um, but they re-released it, put all of the DLC in. Um I'm not sure what the reason was for the remaster, but I'm glad they did because it was one of those games that was always locked to the PS3 and uh, the 360, and it was um, it's a digital download. So, so it was this developed. Game was um, so it was out on PC as well yeah. at the time, and it was delisted. I think there was something behind that. I don't know if there were copyright issues or something. I think maybe so, that was it. Uh, so I think this remaster. Um, I don't quite know what's remastered and what's not. I know that's. I know that obviously the DLC is included, but Correct. I think it was to make the game available again to um, an audience. Yes, which I'm. I'm glad they did because I think this game's got very mixed reviews. But I think this is a really um, quite a special game, and I'm glad that it isn't kind of stuck to the people that bought it back in. Uh, I think I first bought it in 2011. Um, but it was developed by Ubisoft Montreal and obviously is based off the manga and film 
of the same name. Now, when we recorded the last episode, I suggested that you, um, I know you've seen it before, but rewatch the film. Did you get a chance to rewatch it? Yeah, I did rewatch it. I rewatched it last weekend. And did uh, you last, enjoy it? Maybe Friday. Yeah, I, I like the film. I like the film anyway. Um, yeah, it's just a fun, quirky film that's really quite well cast, isn't it? Yeah, I um, I, I I think the film's really good. I think if I really think about it, the film is possibly in my top ten films of all time. Even though, like you, you and me, would probably consider ourselves as, as film snobs a little bit. Um, to some extent, but this is one of those films where, like, it isn't a classic and it isn't, you know, one of the best films ever made, but it's just something that I really enjoy. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a good time. So let's start off with uh, where you played this game and what your history is with this game or with the series. So I played this on the Switch. This yep. is a game that I feel is right at home playing on the Switch. And as I think is becoming cliche now um i played this while kind of watching stuff in the background and yeah just uh yeah it was a good game for that um history with the game the extent of my history with the game is that i had seen bits of it in places and i was aware that um fans of scott pilgrim like this game um and that's about it really maybe i'd seen you playing it here and there at university um yeah, and obviously my history with the series, the film, I've seen that um, a few times. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan, but yeah, I enjoy it. It's a nice stylized film, as I say, well cast, fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, quirky. Yeah, I think quirky is a good word for it. I um, I restarted playing this game on the Switch, um, but then I just... I, I don't have my, um, my Switch docking station plugged in downstairs i've got one in my bedroom and one in my like little office room um and i wanted to play it on the big screen downstairs so i ended up playing it on xbox but i've i've played through this game before quite a long time ago i've played it with friends as well um and we'll come on to the the solo and the uh, the the multiplayer element of this game because i think that's a really big part of what this game yeah. is um but yeah i've played this game a few times um and it's one of those games that I think it's not one that I've played too much of. So every time I play it, it still feels a little bit special and a little bit different. Um, but as I noted at the start of the episode, this kind of has very middling reviews. Like we say, seventy-seven for oh, the yeah, original I'm forward to this. release. Actually, and... I, I know what I know what the negative ones are going to say. So yeah. Well, what I'm doing, I'm going to read you the top um, top critic review. And the lowest user review, as I feel that those are always the most interesting ones. Okay, fine. So, um, wh- which one do you want to start with? Um, start with the top critic. Cool. So, this is a very short one. It's from a outlet called Joystick, but stick is spelt with S-T-I-Q. Not one I've heard of. Um, but they gave it a 100. So, uh, pretty, pretty big, pretty big score. This is awesome stuff. I couldn't recommend it more highly especially at 10 bucks, and I'm sure you'll be telling everyone you know the same after you clear the first stage, if not sooner. So, pretty short, short and to the point. Then we get to the user reviews, and the top, well, the top two bottom ones, so they both come in at zero. Um, and 
just to point out, I'm reading the original release here. Um, there's only one negative review by the users for the um, the remaster, and they gave it zero, but they gave it a really shining review and said it's amazing. So I, I think they don't understand how reviews work, maybe. Um, yeah. But there are two reviews, but I'll read you the slightly longer one because I think it makes some good points. So okay. yeah. this is by a user called Dr. Brogbo, um, close friend of yours, I believe. Yes, my, my doctor. Yep. My so Dr. Dr. Brogbo gave it a three. Uh, there are some zeros here, but I feel that this is a good summary yeah. um, of the game. So in capitals, do not try this game by yourself. End capitals. If you're like me and you enjoy single-player games, then you'll find this game insanely, utterly infuriating. Perhaps I never got used to the game difficulty, or I just simply don't care for this style of game anymore. Brackets. I loved Streets of Rage and Double Dragon games as a kid. Close brackets. Either way, this game annoyed the ever-loving piss out of me. Scott can run side to side, but his vertical movement is redonkulously... So good use of that word, not heard that for a while. Uh, redonkulously slow. The jump thing's very hard to control, and the game likes spawning multiple enemies at once who stun you for three seconds at a time. Let's not forget about the random scripted moments, such as a bus passing through the screen that are nearly impossible to dodge unless you know they're coming, i.e. on your first playthrough, you're boned. (laughs) Everything added up to a game with great music and cool moves and based off an awesome series that pissed me off so bad I couldn't play it for more than 15 minutes at a time. After roughly the 10th attempt, I finally gave up for good. None of my friends are even remotely interested in playing this game, so single player is the only way I can ever play it. Since single player absolutely blows, this game is worthless to me. I completely 110% regret this purchase, and I wouldn't have paid 99 cents for it had I known what it was. I vehemently suggest you try the demo first. So that's okay. uh, that's Dr. Brogbo's uh, prognosis. And as usual, I believe the truth is somewhere down the middle. Yeah, I think so. I think um, that negative review makes some very good points. Um, so we'll we'll get on to that. But um, what before we get onto the plot, what do you, what do you do in this game? What kind of what style of a game is this? Yeah, I want I wanted to to mention this because it's not a straight two D beat 'em up. No, there is that there are heavy RPG elements. Well, simple. RPG elements, but mm-hmm. um, they are required to progress. And I would suggest that probably if you can't get to grips with those, the game is going to be very difficult. Yeah. And I would also suggest that the game doesn't really explain those RPG no. element, elements very well. Um, so I, I could completely see people coming into this game not really knowing much of what it is and um going away frustrated i had to i had to look um i made it quite a way through the first level and then i had to look and then i realized you could go into the shops yeah and maybe that was a fault of mine in that i should have explored more but it doesn't tell you and doesn't give you give you any indication that you can do that no they look like a backdrop they do um so uh, when, when I found that out, it kind of, yeah, it, it made the game a lot more palatable for me. And yes, there are difficulty spikes, but 
generally speaking, if you know how to how the RPG elements work, you can go away, you can grind a bit, and you can come back, and that's what the game expects you to do, I believe. Without that knowledge, yeah, I can understand why people would think this game is frustrating. Yeah, the, but yeah. So the, it's... there's a progression spike, isn't there? And like the the way that the overworld is set out is set out like an old Mario game, uh, like yeah. Mario Three, and you go from different stages on a little map. And once you're kind of like halfway through or a little bit further into the game, when you go back to the first stage. The, the areas that you really struggled with right at the start, you're knocking out Decimate enemies them. in like yeah. one punch, aren't you? Because you've progressed yeah. and your strength has gone up. Um, yeah. But you're right, there are definitely RPG elements to this game that you wouldn't really think to even consider when turning no. on because this does look like, like um, our good friend Dr. Brogbo says, uh, Streets of Rage or Double Dragon, it is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. Um, and that's what I thought it was as well. That's how it presents itself. It, yeah, it does. And just out of curiosity, did you ever play many um, side-scrollers when you were younger? Because I think this is no. the first one that we've played since doing the list, oh, isn't it? I think. No, well, I think I think, <laughs> I think most of your choices have been side-scrollers. No, but side-scroller beat-em-ups, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, you're trying to torture me with these side-scrollers. You're enjoying them very much, I can oh. tell. Uh, but like Streets of Rage and stuff like that. Did you ever play those um, when you were a kid? I think I played them maybe at arcades um, before. I dipped into some of these games and I was never really very good at them. It was so, uh, it was more of a PlayStation and Sega thing, I think, than it was Nintendo. Which yeah. may be why you didn't play as, as many of them. Because the one that always stands out to me when someone mentions a game of this genre, I think of Golden Axe. Um which was on the Mega Drive. Did you ever play that? Uh, I know, I know of Golden Axe. Uh, I've seen uh, gameplay of it. I, I don't think I've ever played it. Golden Axe is cool. Um, I've not played it for a very There's long some really, time. Um, I, I, I think Nintendo moved away from them, but I believe yeah. there are some really um, famous ones that were out on the Super Nintendo. I think so. Um, <clears throat> like some some that Ghouls and Goblins stuff like that. Yeah, Ghouls and Goblins. Um, I'd say. I'd say Ghouls and Goblins is more of a just a side scroller uh, like Mario, but with like the ability to use your sword or projectile rather oh, okay. than it being like a side scrolling beat em up. But you could possibly put it in that category. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are some on the Super Nintendo that are available on Switch Online. I imagine so. Like that, that, that there would be, there definitely would be some. I don't think there are as many as there are on the Sega because um, that was the Sega's thing. But I think there are probably a few. But I think maybe Double Dragon might have been on the Sega. I'm not sure. Um, on the Nintendo, sorry. Um, but we've not mentioned it yet. So do you want to um, give a brief rundown of the plots of this game, which is the same as the film? It doesn't really tell the story very well. So I'm kind no. of relying on the film to fill in those gaps. Yeah. So Scott Pilgrim is a 21-year-old and... He is seeing a 17-year-old, Knives Chow. Correct. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's an odd relationship. And and the, the film is very tongue-in-cheek and it's not serious and it doesn't want to be taken seriously. So um, there's not much more to it than that. And he then meets... Um, what's her name? Ramona Flowers. Yeah, Ramona, Ramona Flowers. 
he meets Ramona Flowers, um, falls for her, and starts dating her at the same time as Nyosh Chow. And it turns out that Ramona Flowers has these um, seven ex-boyfriends, and they've formed a league, and Scott Pilgrim, as the new boyfriend, um, has to fight them. Along the way, he breaks up with knives and fights the boyfriends who all take a very different guise and ultimately he um, fights the ringleader of the ex-boyfriends Gabriel and he wins Ramona Flowers Um, and it's quite simple it's funny it's charming um, and it's odd it is (laughs) and and I'm, I'm describing the film really there that was that was a plot rundown of the film um because i don't i don't think the game really does the film justice and i know it's obviously based on uh manga and yeah so yeah the um the story is really a focus on scott fighting the seven evil exes um and like you said each ex kind of brings their own um their own personality to it so his uh, the first ex that he has to take on is a guy that Ramona was seeing at school. It was a little bit different and a little bit emo. And then after that, she starts seeing this guy who's like an action movie star played by Chris Evans in the film, um, who is like a professional skateboarder and then followed by a vegan bassist um, who Brandon is... Brandon Ruth. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Ruth, who's going out with... Um, Scott's ex-girlfriend Envy Adams who is the lead singer of an incredibly popular band called The Clash at Demon Head Um, and then you've got a girl that Ramona used to go out with who's like a ninja Um, two twins that she dated at the same time who are these DJs Um, and then obviously uh, I think I'm probably missing one or two there aren't I Um, other than um, other than the end no is that That's all of them? them. Um, yeah. But yeah, and the, the game follows the story of the film. It is, you start a new level, you have to get to the end and then defeat one of the evil exes. Um, so, j- just out of curiosity relating to the film and the game, did you have um, like a favourite like section or a, a favourite boss? Like either the film or game, I guess, just out of interest. I always quite like Brandon Ruth's section just because yeah, me. he didn't really get a great shot at Superman and I think he's a lot more um he, he works a lot more in this film. Um yeah, so it's it's quite nice to see him do something different. And also interesting to note is that the new uh, Netflix series, all of the actors reprise their roles um from the film in the Netflix series, which is really pretty cool. Have you watched all of it? I started watching it. Mm. Uh, I haven't finished it. I think I've watched about three episodes. It's um, I think it's called Scott Scott Pilgrim uh, Takes Over or something. Um, but it kind of deviates from the the film, doesn't it? It's um, Which it's I an anime show, but it, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch if you're curious or, or or you enjoy Scott Pilgrim. So, moving forward, then we'll move over to Gameplay as King. So, do you think this game's fun? Yeah, it, it, it's fun. Once you're over the the difficulty yeah. hurdle, but then you might run into another difficulty hurdle. Some bits uh, you do need to go away and grind. And yes. 
you hit some brick walls at times. But yeah, I'd say generally speaking, it's pretty fun. Um, once you get into it, there's there's a lot of moves you can do. And yeah, it, it kind of clicks. Well, it clicks for me. Yes. I would I... say it's the most fun I've ever had, but yeah, it, it's fun enough. So something that I mentioned earlier that I think is worth kind of discussing a little bit is the multiplayer aspect of this game. And obviously uh, our good friend Dr. Brogbo mentions there that this game is utterly infuriating in single player. And whilst I probably wouldn't go as far to say it's completely infuriating, I do get the I, I do get the the feeling that he's coming from there because this is a difficult game. And I've I can understand why someone would find it infuriating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Well, I've I've been lucky enough to play this game with uh, other people as well um, on the original on the PS3. Um, so I've done two player on this game, and it does make it a lot easier. Um, and yeah. I think when it's a bit easier, it makes it more fun because this is a hard game. And same as you, I don't find it infuriating. It's one of those games that you just kind of realise that you've got to grind on occasionally. Yeah. But this is a game best played with other people. I think you can play with up to four people because there are um, and is it quite couch a few... co-op yeah. or online? Yeah, couch co-op. I don't think you can play it online. Um, but the um, the fact that you can choose from four different characters um, in your playthrough, it is a good time to play with multiple people. So I wanted to throw that in there. But I also think this game's quite fun once you kind of get your head around how it's best to be played. Uh, and all the little secrets and, and kind of kinks in there. Um, I will say that I know the original version of this game was very, very buggy. There were lots of issues with corrupt saves, a lot of okay. issues with the game just bugging out completely. Um, but they've they've patched a majority of that in the um, in the remaster, and quite rightly so. Um, did you have any favourite moves? Or um, it, it, it's a side-scrolling beat 'em up, so. Did you have any favourite sections or favourite bosses that you fought? Or would that still be um, Todd Ingram from um, The Clash at Demon Head? Favourite moves would be the, the dash into a sliding yeah. kick or the uh, jump into a, like a sort of drop kick thing. Um, anything that involves speed. Mm -hmm. But the, the uppercut's good as well. And there's lots of other moves and... and you do start to, sometimes I can be a bit of a, sometimes when I'm presented with lots of moves, I don't necessarily use them all, depending Same. on the game. If it's a stealth game, I will. But if it's a fighting game, I, I tend not to. Um, but you do start to use some of the um, different moves available to you naturally, which is which is always a good thing. So, so those would be probably my favourite picks for moves. Also, um, weapon attacks are fun. And you can really level up your weapon attacks and um, decimate some people with them. I think this game... I should have said this when, when you asked about whether this game is fun. This game is fun when you've leveled up a bit. You probably get a bit overpowered and you start, um, yeah, just completely steamrolling people. It makes you feel... It's that superpower, as it should be with this game. Superpower empowerment. Um favorite sections not really um i feel like a lot of the sections are just window dressing really to the gameplay um i don't think they really feel different from one another um unless you 
can point any out that you think are quite different? Um, m- most most of the levels are the same, um, but each of the boss battles is different because it focuses on the different element of um, the 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 evil X that he's fighting. I found that the section on the uh, on the train fighting the ninjas. Um, oh yeah, that was cool. Was was interesting. I find that found that bit quite difficult, but the one part that I enjoyed more than I thought that I should do because how difficult I found it was fighting um, Mega Scott in the yeah. I I remember that quite distinctly with the zombies and Mm -hmm. that part was I found to be very difficult. Probably one of the hardest bits in the game. I had um, to go away and level up because yeah. that was one of the spikes in the game for it me. It was. Whereas the um, the twins, I found to be quite easy, even though yeah, they happen same. relatively late, late game. I you beat know? them first time and then I hit the difficulty spike afterwards with Nega Scott and yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but no, I, I agree with you. The um, the moves, you know, the, the, anything with speed... You, you kind of learn that speed and sliding and jumping around is probably your friend in this game. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say those are stand out. In terms of the sound and look of this game, what did you think of it? Because it does have a very retro feel, doesn't it? Even at the start of the game, when it does the um, the Universal Pictures intro, it's uh, very kind of like 16-bit. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's colourful. Um, I think I said before, I find it very hard to describe pixel art games. I think sometimes you get ones that really are stunning. Um, mm. This game is... this. There are, there are sections in the film which use um, 16-bit graphics. This is that in video game form. They've taken that sprite work and turned it into a video game. And therefore it's faithful to the film at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's detailed. Um, it's fun to look at. I wouldn't describe it as beautiful or, or anything like that. I think that's probably a bit much. But yeah, it's 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 nice to look at. What I think the think? um, I, I I agree with you on the look of this game. I think the look of it's pretty good. Um, I think the standout in this game, though, one of the best elements of it is the music. Um, I think the the music in this game is is really good. I think it's brilliant, particularly yeah, like the, the first stage. Um. That's like, you know, you have some tracks or pieces of music that are kind of in your head as a screensaver. And when you're not thinking of anything else, you might find yourself kind of internally humming that music. Um, I find that with the first stage of this game. Um, I don't know why, but yeah. I, yeah, I, it's a good theme. I, I remember thinking when I was playing it, oh, this is cool music. I can't remember it now, but yeah, I remember thinking when I was playing it, yeah, that's a, a cool theme for the level. It is. So, question of the week then. Um, I've mentioned here that, you know, I think this is the first side-scrolling beat-em-up that we've uh, we've done on the list, um, from the top of my head anyway. And Scott Pilgrim, before it was a game, I'm pretty sure it was a, it was a manga, um, and it was like a comic book. But can you think of any other properties that you think would marry well into a game such as this? Because obviously there have been other big title uh like tie-ins with side scrollers that the first one that comes to my head is the um the original simpsons game that was a side scrolling beat up back in the yeah. the 90s but can you think of anything that you'd like to see in terms of a side scrolling beat up that is already tied in with like a, a brand or something you know 
Not especially. I don't think that would be my genre that I'd automatically jump to for no. wanting to see a game turned into. Um, so I'd always go to other things first. Scott Pilgrim as a, as as a franchise, as a as sort of piece of media, was begging for a game of some sort. Um, it just makes sense. Everything it's very gamey. The the film yeah. is certainly, um, and it's all about progression and defeating your enemies and. It lends itself really nicely to that. Um, I think things like cartoons naturally go with side-scrolling beat-em-ups. I was thinking in my head something along the lines of, um, I don't know, a family guy side-scrolling beat-em-up. I think that would be quite entertaining if they did it properly and well. Um, but yeah, that, that that's all that really comes to mind. I don't know if you've got any. Not really. I think... Um the focus of something like Family Guy would probably be a good shout. And that, to be fair, there might even already be one. There might be, um, yeah. But no, that that's one I hadn't really thought of, but probably makes sense. And, you know, like a lot of famous properties get games of their own these days. You know, like Rick and Morty's got one. The Simpsons has had a million and one games. Yeah. There, there are a couple of Family Guy games. But yeah, I, I wasn't too sure because it does seem like side-scrolling beat-em-ups are kind of a bit of a dead genre. Yeah, um, that's that's the the thing, isn't it? Um, you don't see many anymore, so it's hard to it's hard to say that a new game would add anything um, to that genre when f- people who like these games seem to think it's been done um, definitively by a few games in the past. So yeah, it's hard to envision what that would look like. It is, um, and I think. I'm I'm really glad this game exists, and I'm really glad that it is the kind of game that it is. Because I can't imagine something like this being anything different. But obviously, that's because it doesn't exist. So, there's um a game that this reminded me of that is different, but similar um, themes are the No More Heroes series. Okay. Um, which is there's three of them and. There's a similar progression of um, doing things, going to a boss, and they're quirky and weird. Is that the game where the protagonist is called Travis Touchdown? Yes. Yeah. That's correct. It's got like the lightsaber thing, right? Yeah. And it it really reminded me, um, in terms of the feel of it, a lot of that series. So, um, yeah, if you like this game, I I would recommend checking those out. Yeah, maybe want to check out. A bit of a difficulty curve as well. but they are three-dimensional. I think there are elements that are two-dimensional, but yeah, I've completed one and two. I've not played three. Okay, there you go. A little recommendation for myself. Um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on was, um, did you unlock the secret character, Mr. Blobby? <laughs> there is a character that looks like Mr. Blobby. Is it you? <laughs> it's not me, actually. Uh, um, my, my, my mistake. And Mr. Blobby doesn't actually star in this game. Um, he's in the zombie level. Ah. Zombie Blobby. Zlobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. There you go. There's the obligatory Mr. Blobby. Uh, there reference. we go. There we go. Um, always, always nice to see him. So this is, uh, th- this is quite a short game. Um, it's not huge and it's quite a basic game, but it's one of those yeah, ones that simple. I kind of wanted to bring to the table because a lot of my games are, are, are weird uh, entries, I suppose. Side-scrolling torture. 
Well, what game are you playing at the moment of mine that you're really enjoying? Um, side-scrolling torture. Uh, so I was given a choice of two um, games that feature heavy side-scrolling. The game that I picked isn't ex- exclusively side-scrolling, but it has its fair share. Um, so I was given the option of Cuphead <laughs> or Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy, both of which I wasn't really looking forward to playing. Um so yeah, um, I chose Crash Bandicoot. And you're really enjoying it, aren't you? But that's not actually our next game, that is isn't it? Our but next we'll game. get to that. No, we'll, uh, we'll come on to that, but Crash Bandicoot will be coming relatively soon. And I yeah. imagine Dan's probably, if, if he makes it to the episode, if his head hasn't combusted, um, I'm sure you'll have some choice things to say about it. But um, on to our wrap-up then. Like I said, this is a this is a short game. It's very basic and it's it's quite a... It it doesn't need to be an in-depth conversation for a game like this because of what it is. So, do you think that this game deserves to be in the top 100 list? Um, what do you think I'm going to say? No. No, I don't. Um, I, I enjoyed this game and I came to enjoy this game and kind of understand what it was. And I, I got to the point where I wanted to see it through and yeah. I got some enjoyment from it. However... That doesn't make it one of the best games. Yeah, just because you enjoy a game, it doesn't mean you think it deserves to be in the top 100. Yeah. I think it needs a bit more. For me, it's a bit simple. Yeah, I get that. I don't don't think I'll even remember it too much, Mm -hmm. um, given a bit of time, and I probably won't go and play it again, but I, I... didn't didn't hate it and didn't find it to be um, offensive. Yeah, it, it was. It came and it went. That's why I said, the, yeah, and that's why I said the truth lies somewhere between the yeah. the, the glowing comments and the scathing comments. Um, and that's how I feel for this game. Uh, so what that. what do you think? No, I don't think it does either. Really, I mean, as we as we go through these these games that we're bringing to the table ourselves the more I realise that with my selections, uh, it's probably the same for you as well. You know that some of the games that you're bringing to the table probably don't deserve to be there. And we've They've both all admitted... different reasons for being selected, haven't they? Yeah, and we've both admitted that with a few of our games, we don't think they deserve yeah. to be in the top 100 list. Yeah. And I think a lot of my games are fueled by nostalgia. Not this one so much from my childhood, but when you look at games that we have brought to the table, like... Um, Sonic, uh, Sonic Three, like Final Fantasy Seven, like Crash Bandicoot, they are very much fueled from my childhood playing games, and the the game that is most fueled by my childhood, that I don't know if I would say deserves to be in the top one hundred list right now, is a game that we haven't come to yet, um, and it is a relatively cool. niche game um, that I know you're somewhat looking forward to um to playing i think just out of curiosity more than anything else but when it comes to scott pilgrim i do think that this is a great little game i don't think it's worthy of being in the top 100 list but i think it is worthy of being looked at by people it's one of those games like you say it isn't offensive i think it's quite a good time and it's something that I think people can get a lot of joy out of if they don't take it too seriously and don't expect it to be the next best, uh, best thing. But the advice that I'd give to people that may be interested in this is if you haven't watched the film, definitely watch the film because the film is, I think, is a very good movie. Um, so here's a question for you. Yeah. 
what is it about the film? Because when you like something, when you really like something, it resonates with you for a reason. Yeah. What is it about the film that you are so fond of? And that's a genuine question. An open question. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think maybe, like you said, that this this um, this IP was primed to be video gamed because there is a big video game element to the movie, and you know you see it throughout the film where whenever a new character comes up, um, you know there's a little name tag for them, their age, and what they do, and you know there's a section where Scott goes to the toilet and he's like, I need to pee. And then while he's in the bathroom, a pee bar comes up on the screen and goes down as he is using the toilet. I think it's like quirky, charming little things like that that make me really enjoy this film. As well as, I think, the cinematography and the the effects that they use. Yeah, it does look good. It, yeah, it, it's a very aesthetically pleasing film. Um, and as well as that, I think that there is a good... It sounds really silly talking about a film like this and being like, oh, there's a message in it. But I think it genuinely comes away with you finish the film and Scott has kind of come on a journey starting off where he's like, yeah, I think it's okay to cheat on my 17-year-old girlfriend with someone else. And he kind of realises as he goes through the film that he's better than that and he's worth a lot more than he thinks he is and he should give himself more credit. And one of the lines that I really like in the movie is after he's lost to Gideon, um, he redoes everything and uh, he walks outside and his friend's like, what are you doing? And he grabs like a little one-up and he says, I'm getting a life. I don't know. There's there's just something about this film that, that's very charming, I think. And, and charm <laughs> is the word. How would people view this game that ha- have no um, idea about video games? This is, this is one of the reasons I don't think it deserves to be in the top 100 list. Because I think that this is a game you can play without having watched the film, but this game is for fans of the film. This isn't yeah, really supposed to be that. a standalone thing. Um, yeah, and, and maybe, maybe that is... Uh, I'm glad you said that, because maybe that is my thing with it. It's very reliant it on is. having... Like I said, you, you wouldn't know the plot probably from the game had you not seen the film. Um, it's very tied into that IP. Big time. Um and I, and I found myself watching it this time, the film, thinking if someone didn't know video games, if they didn't get those references, they would probably be thinking, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, so, so so I enjoy it and I do enjoy it. But yeah, it's uh, that just came into my mind. You know, the, the film, you, you know, like you, you watch movies that like you watch Scarface and Scarface is the most 1980s film that yeah. you will ever watch. Um, and because of that, I don't think Scarface has aged particularly well. It's a good film, but yeah. it is very much stuck in its time. When I yeah. think of this this movie... when I think Some of films s- are timeless, aren't they? Yeah, some films are timeless. I'd say The Godfather, is, despite its setting, is a timeless film because yeah. it, in the way that it tells its story it's not a well day. the um, the same way that i'd probably say that um 2001 a space odyssey is because even yeah. though that film was made in the very late 1960s and is a sci-fi film the film. the effects that it used hasn't aged it it's the same as the star wars trilogy some sci-fi with, with, films with come the exception out. of the um of the i think they're apes or yes like the chimps at the beginning yeah they're clearly people in suits um yes. but 
yeah, some some films are timeless. But when I think of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and I realise we're talking about the film here rather than the game, but that film, I think of it, I'm like, that film is peak 2010. Yeah. Like, everything I think about from being, how old was I? That's 14 years ago. So I'd have been uh, about 19, 19, 20. Um, that film makes me think of being in my early 20s and, like, the clothes that we all used to wear back then and the music yeah. that we used to listen to. Um, and I think that's probably another reason why I like it so much because it reminds me of a simpler time. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nostalgic for a time um, yeah. that we um, experienced and we were young when, we, when the, the film came out. Yeah, um, 100%. It's, um, I kind of wonder what if my nephew, who's nine years old, saw the film in eight years' time. He does like video games, but I wonder what he'd make of it um, because, yeah, it, I'm curious. I don't, I don't know if he would take it the same way. Probably not. It's very much um, a product of its era, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it deserves to be in the top 100 list, but I think it deserves to be looked at. Um, yeah, it deserves a mention. It does. So yeah, that's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I recommend that if you haven't watched the film or played the game... Watch the film first. At least watch the film. Uh, it is a good time and it's, uh, it isn't very long. So it's, it's worth a look in. But what have we got coming up next time? It's one of your options, isn't it? Yeah, so at the opposite end of... Something very light-hearted next time, isn't it? Yeah, we've got um, (laughs) Dumbo. Uh, No. (laughs) Probably, in a way, the darkest game that we've played um, throughout the whole podcast. Um, So next time... We're going to be playing. I've, I've alluded to this game many times throughout. Michael the Jackson's Moonwalker. Yes, ET. Um, <laughs> Custer's Revenge. Uh, <laughs> big rigs over the road racing. Oof! Great game. Uh, you are a winner. Yes. Um, no, we're not playing any of those. We're playing um, the Rockstar. I don't know either. The Rockstar game, Manhunt. And as is the tradition, um, words of wisdom. I think I already gave you some some a, a, a bit of advice. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you started it yet, but oh, yeah. um, so my advice for this game is, it's basically, and maybe this is probably getting into the episode a bit early, but to me, it's the embodiment of the the childhood game, um, hide and seek, and it's maybe the purest form of that and I would say don't try and blunder your way through it because if you do this game is very unforgiving um give yourself time to play it and I I would recommend I really want you to complete this game because whether you love it or hate it I think this game says some things and I think it may make you feel some things that, yeah, again, positively or negatively, I really think it's worth playing to completion and I think it'll be an interesting episode. Yeah, I've I've never well, played it before. All I, um, my cat just jumped on the bed and squeaked then, very kind of her. Um, but yeah, I've never played this game. All I know about it is that it is very violent and that it was banned in Australia when it came out. 
Um, and that's all I have really. So it would be interesting to play it because I've, I've heard a lot about it, but never actually played it or never really seen anything on it other than just hearing it's it. It's Rockstar's banned. edgiest game, given mm. their back catalogue. Yeah. That's quite a statement. Almost as edgy as their 2006 uh, table tennis game, I'm sure. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that does top the pole. Well, um, fantastic. Well, um, I imagine we'll probably take a week off to play that game, won't we? Because it's a bit of a long haul. Yeah, I, I, I want you to. Yeah, I don't want you to rush it because, as I said, you may you may hate it, and I, and yeah. I fully anticipate that that may be the response, and I can understand why people would. There's there's a valid reason sure. not to like this game, but I want I want you to feel what whatever you do feel from it, and I think it'll make you feel some things. Fair enough. I suppose we'll see. Um, so yeah, join us in two weeks' time for Manhunt. In the meantime, as always, we're on social media. Uh, you can email us at the long short of it podcast at hotmail.com. And if you've enjoyed the episode or you like what we're doing and you don't follow us yet, give us a follow or subscribe or even a rating. Those are very, very much appreciated. And we'll be very pleased if you would join our little community. But that is all from me for this week. Is there anything else from you? No, that's it from me. Lovely. Well, then we shall see you soon for Manhunt. And in the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one.